0: Welcome to Adventist Voices Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter. Thanks for listening. Last year, we did a series on community engagement in which we talked to pastors, administrators, and church members about how they were connecting the gospel to the needs of those outside church walls. We're picking that series up again with a conversation with Pastor Claval Hunter, who leads the Berean Transformation Center. A Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Bend, Indiana. Now, that name itself connects to the story that he tells about how he began focusing his church on meeting the needs of the people in their community, and by doing so, he was able to see a church transformed and growing. He even talks about how they got political. I'm happy to share this conversation with you, and I'm looking forward to having more chats with leaders and church members of all stripes who are thinking about community engagement. If you have a good story, please reach out, alexander at spectrummagazine.org. Thanks for all your support. Enjoy.
1: Yes, I knew Sister
0: White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. I'll never forget it. Tell us a little bit about first how you got into ministry and what drove you, how you felt called and, and why you keep going.
1: Yeah, I I felt called to the ministry um at age 19. Um where, you know, after um, studying the Bible for myself um, at that age and really falling in love with, with Christ and, and the Word, I felt a deep calling to to study more. Um, I had no desire to go to, to college um, when I was living in Nassau, Bahamas. Um, I just wanted to perhaps make the fast money or even perhaps even become a cop um there in the bahamas but i um, just growing up in church um and having a praying mother uh at that age i just started to study the word for myself and i felt that deep desire and that's when i enrolled into oakwood college at that time in 2000 and it was the best decision i've ever made
0: hmm. uh, did you know uh my local pastor here damian chandler was he at oakwood at the same time
1: friend he was he was one of the um, choir directors um there for voices of triumph and he and i also studied at andrews university uh, as well uh we keep in touch with each other um i love that man yeah he's great yes and yeah, i saw he was
0: just back at oakwood for their homecoming mm-hmm. for the music mm-hmm. yeah yes yeah, so i was there for pelt
1: mm-hmm.
0: nice oh good so, talk to us a little bit about your congregation there. Who are the people that you're shepherding?
1: So yeah, so I became the pastor at the Berean. It was first called the South Bend Berean um, Seventh Day Adventist Church. Uh, when I came the pastor in what, what year? That was 2020. Yeah, really. I was installed during COVID, mm. um, and so I was able to meet the members for the first time online <laughs> on Zoom and and it was it was quite um a blessing um the the members at that time um traditional church um, a mixed group um, we have individuals who are african americans um, we have some caucasians you have people who are from the caribbean um who are from africa so it's a multicultural um group um but it was an agent it isn't you know it was an agent church really uh really they had not a lot of kids um, actively involved, especially during COVID, um, in the church. And now that we are outside of COVID um, and back in a building um, for worship services, um, uh, we now have uh, still a mixed group. And praise God, we were able to baptize um, some children. We have some children. We have some youth. uh, We have some new families who are in the church um, and great demographic.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've got some energy there, which is always great. Um, is that when you came in? Obviously, you're there with uh, dealing with COVID. When did you kind of get a vision for community engagement? Was and and what drove you to that? And how did you? Was your congregation ready to go with that? Um, you know, sometimes congregations can feel like that is outside of their comfort zone they're familiar with evangelism language even if not everyone does it Mm -hmm. but you're doing something a little different here um how did you bring them along with you yes
1: yeah so i have always had a, a a passion to reach out um to people and to be able to do life with individuals um that i meet along the way and so when i went to oakwood um, I joined a mission group called NAPS, the National Association for the Prevention of Starvation, and as a trained um, um, trumpet player, I was able to lead that marching group, and and we marched throughout North America, raising um, thousands of dollars. To help feed those who are deprived of homes, um, help build schools, libraries, and then also take care of the mission work, um, not just in North America, but, um, across the seas. Um, and so that has always been a part of, um, my mission, um, is to reach out to people. And so any congregation, um, I was able to, um, uh, be the pastor of, I moved the people from the pews to, to the streets, uh, to really get involved. Um, in community services. So when I inherited this church in 2000, it's COVID now. And so, um, COVID, um, now we are locked up inside the homes, um, only online. And so, how do I keep us, um, mission minded? So I prayed this thing in prayer. Um, it, it, it took some time. Lord, what, what do you need me to do? How do I continue to help? your church fulfill this mission even in a in a situation like this where people dying um on due to um this um terrible disease and so the Lord um just um laid it out plainly um go back to the mission what I've called the church to, um to be about it's not about a building it's about really being the people of God um uh, really about reaching out to others and so we 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 came together we strategized as as a church I, I began with my leaders, um, because I need them to change their mindset of how they view ministry and how they view themselves as the church um, now that we are online. And so I just taught them the basics about evangelism, Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, 38, how Jesus went about all the cities healing and touching and having compassion. And I said, even in the midst of COVID, we can still be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, and we can do it in a safe way. So I began to acknowledge Ignite that passion in them and 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 giving them just little tips at a time. So I use my board meetings. The first work of the board, according to the manual, is to deal with evangelism. So I just remind them of who we are. And, and so as we went on within three months um, of my time there, um that year, July, we said, man, let's go out. All right, let's do something. And so that's when we launched our our touch thousand, uh, we i our goal was to touch 10,000. And we got this idea from Van on Griffin, um, mm. who serves there at the North American division. Um, the goal is to touch 10,000, um, just using, doing random acts of kindness. And, and so we, we used that model and man, the people were excited. This was in July of 2000. I mean, people came out, they were wearing their We got blue t-shirts, uh, church colors. And people are excited just to go out and serve the community um in, in Jesus' name. And we've been doing some creative things um with that. And I can share more yeah, about yeah. that. That's how but, I got them to move move beyond the walls.
0: Yeah, that's great to get them out. Um why don't you talk about some of those those programs and projects and and uh you know, even yeah. The, and, 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 and how you're kind of maybe describe a little bit about the community, the, the folks outside the walls that you're engaging.
1: OK, yeah. So so with, with, with that teaching, um, even before we went out beyond the walls, um, the goal is for them to understand they ought to be the sermon every day. And so with my leadership team, many times our churches struggle with their personal ministries team because you only have a few people who want to do or be engaged in certain things um, beyond the walls. And so what I did, I decided, God gave me the idea, take my whole entire church board and divide them up into groups and they become the personal ministries team. Mm -hmm. And so consistently for the past three years, my church board um and and everybody they have a month and they know exactly we have studied the community um we were seeing what the community is in need of and then we have this outreach team that meets every Thursday, every Thursday on Zoom consistently for the past three years planning outreach. And so and so um, some of the things we have done, um, we, we've done some of the traditional um, outreach um, or community services projects. And so one of the major things that we um, would do, we would always feed those who are deprived of homes a hot meal. And that's one of the things we're doing. Um, even in this winter season, um, we'll make sure that they have uh, things to keep them warm. Um, and, and it's not just handing out food to them. Man, we're taking time to minister to them, getting to know who they are. Are there any issues? What are we able to help with? Um, I, I remember people, some people needed um, rides to, to a job members were able to take them. Um, um and there were individuals. I can remember a lady named Special K. Um just a few months ago I met there in the gas station yard. Uh, and as I was talking to Special K with my youth um pastor, um the Lord says, man, ask special K, is there anything I can pray for? And Special K said, you know, um God is not hearing me. No, I'm good. But when you just don't turn away. You just continue to engage. And I said to Special K try prayer one more time and I prayed with special K. And so, and, and, and at the end, uh, we went on and we talked to another guy. Um, uh, this is Caucasian guy. Now special K is a, is a African-American and special K went inside the gas station store and then she came back out and she said to this guy, Michael, you know, I remember the names. Um, she said, Michael, those are some good guys, prayer work. I'm telling you, <laughs> you, you see that, and and so just those type of um, things where we are able to um, just give someone a reason to smile again, to live again, and so we we do that. So those community services we do, we adopted a school um, in our community, um, the Harrison Elementary School. It's seventy percent Hispanic. Um, praise God, we do have um, individuals who are on my team who are bilingual, and. Um, One of the things we did, we just engaged our our school, our leaders. We said, what do you need help with? And they were able to share with us the principals, the various leaders, and um, every now and then we just drop in. So this past um, December, uh, I was able to drive um, to Cleveland, Ohio, to pick up over 500 Christmas gifts. We we're able to bring those gifts back and bless those students and their, their, their families, over 300 plus um, families were blessed with, with, with Christmas gifts. And it was not to bring them to the church building. We brought church to them we build in this relationship um, with 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 these individuals um we also we also other things we 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 do we do social outreach um programs um where we deal with some of the prevalent um issues um, in our our city um not just homelessness but when we deal with mental illness um that's that's a that's almost a major issue um in south bend the only places we discovered um to take individuals who are dealing with a mental um, uh, uh, illness is the jail when they're having this crisis matter of fact um about a year and a half um uh african-american man who was having a crisis episode right across the street went into this open field um with a gun in his hand and come to find it was a makeshift. it was it was a toy gun um but you know the cops perhaps didn't know that and he was shot after a while, he was shot and, and killed. And so, and so you know, we are a church. This is our community. I consider myself the pastor of South Bend, right? Um, though they're not on my um, membership role, they're not an eventist. I am the pastor of South Bend. So I just can't talk about the social issues at the pulpit. I got to be there um, with the people, my church got to be there. So we, we found ourselves, um, at the city hall meetings, um, pressing our, our, our leaders. And we're not just doing this by ourselves. We are connected to organizations. Um, that are aligned with our values and and we, we we press our city leaders um that we have to we have to be able to provide a 24 hours crisis response center for those who are struggling um with with mental issues yeah. and man yeah. at the end of it um about a year and a half um pressing them going to the state level with that um we give god thanks that um this um, our city leaders our state leaders have. Um, give They give $100 million to the state to be able to deal with mental issues. And, and a few months ago, we were able to do a groundbreaking in the city um, um, where we have a crisis response center for those who are dealing with depression, all sorts of issues. And then we have a mobile crisis response team. That will go out um, 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 in a safe way to address um, anyone before even law enforcement get involved. You know, because it's all about saving lives, yep. and and so so the those are some of the things we deal with. Another, you know, and we have a whole lot. Yeah, sounds health. like you're so busy. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, that that last point is really great because. Y- there's a model of, you know, folks doing like a food pantry, you know, those exist in churches. Sounds like you, though, have gotten a little political in that you've really helped your congregation see that, um, that, that Jesus calls us not just to work at the individual level, but also the structural level. Of course. And um, the best example of that, of course, perhaps, is him going into the tabernacle and turning mm-hmm. over those tables, you know, getting mm-hmm. to the root of the issue of yeah. property in that community. You, This is a, a beautiful example, and it's definitely a trend I, I see where people are um, not only the mental health issue that helps to save lives and helping get law enforcement out of the the, the there's there's a healing ministry that has to happen there yeah um but how did you get your congregation sometimes congregations can be a little uncomfortable about the political process and 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 how did you were there some sermons some texts that you found uh, how did you get them to join you at city hall and and care about what the state's doing
1: yeah um so it's not yeah, not just so the sermon i do my best to try to model this um bring people along um aside with alongside me to be able to do this so there most of my members do live in the city and so by living in this city you, you, you have to care um, about your neighborhood mm-hmm. and, and we just can't keep silent. And so, and so, yeah, so um, I have individuals who are, who are nurses. I do have individuals who have worked um, in the city, um, um, you know, departments there um, and major places in our city. And so, you know, with their support, with their, with their guidance, um, they understand that we just cannot um, preach the gospel we got to live the gospel. And so if my city is crying out for, for help when it, when it deals with homelessness or when it deals with gun violence and, and it, and it deals with, um, abuse, domestic violence, all of those different, um, areas that are prevalent in, in, in our community, um, they got to see us. The people got to see that, that we care. We just, um, we will never reach, we will never reach, um, 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 people um by just staying in the walls of the church we got to be able to move out the walls and that's how even the early church they were all, they were doing it right um they didn't have radio they didn't have um all of the mass media stuff they just were being the hands and feet of Christ and that's what I'm showing my people man you got to you 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 got to see that God has called you to be the salt of the earth. He's called you to be the light of the world. Wherever you place on your job, um, at school, in the city halls, wherever you are, you got to be able to add flavor to someone's life today. You got to be able to bring someone out of darkness um, and and give them hope again. Show them, show them, man, um, you, you, you can make it. You can thrive. That's what we do. Um, even with our our children that we minister to every month. Um, we bring we bring we bring them, we bring church to them. We it's not about coming to our building. No, we come into you where you are, even where their bullets are being sprayed. We come in to show that there can be peace, right? And so and so that's all I do. Encourage our members um, through our outreach meetings on our Connect um, press service on Wednesday, um, 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 in the sermons and all we do. This is why we exist um, in South Bend. It is to make a difference, to transform lives. And mm-hmm. so, and so, yeah, I'm using the various Bible texts, looking at Nehemiah. I'm looking at Daniel and, and the three Hebrews, um, and, and different, different other, other leaders. Um, Paul, um, Romans 15, man, Paul said, I want to go places where they've never heard about Jesus, man. And that, that's what I tell my people, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just, just have the eyes of Christ and, and you'll see, um, uh, eventually people will come. People you know. will, f- will say, man, I want to follow that Jesus that you are following and talking about. And so that's those are some of the things we have done.
0: Great. Well, uh, I feel like I got a nice mini sermon there. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just my passion, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I
0: feel it. Thank you. Um, so we're going to do, we'll uh, do a story about this, just so that you know. I know that okay. you're connected to Care, and they're yep. really they really care about this message. And so do mm-hmm. we here at Spectrum? Awesome. Um, I'm curious with Raquel here, we want to do maybe some, some good social media about this as well. We've got okay. nice active uh, um, social media following. So um, I will, I'll follow up with, I have your email, I'll follow up because I know you're busy with an email, just asking for maybe some photos of, of your, your yes your mm-hmm. congregation in the community photos of you leading mm-hmm. out maybe something with those beautiful blue shirts your yeah. church color something like okay. that yeah be helpful um that we can use to that that we can use to really yeah. make yeah. this uh practical for people and i have
1: them i have them for you
0: yeah well, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us uh, yeah love, yeah love yeah. what you're doing so keep it up
1: Oh, the last thing I want to say to this. is, oh, yeah. um, so w- when I was installed, that was three years ago, and we were doing this, we started this ministry, and now that we are in person, here's the thing, mm-hmm. our, our, our church name, we changed it. Yeah, I noticed, yeah. Yeah, it's now called the Berean Transformation Center. And, and so that all fits into our vision. Um, it's a place where the word is alive through worship, outreach, relationship, and discipleship. And that's all about the three angels message. We just made it, um, um, you know, to be able to fit into our demographic, they will understand, understand that because most of them will not understand what the three angels message. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so, but we're the church of the word. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and so within this three years, just last year, September is when we finally said, okay, it's time to reap what we sow, what we have been sowing. Mm-hmm. And that's when we brought in John T. Boston for a few days and we are dealt with trauma, dealt with those issues. And through those messages, we were able to weave in, you know, um, what we believe as seven Adventists. And people responded to the gospel, man. And the individuals that we've been doing life with for those three years mm-hmm. um, now have accepted Christ and are part of the family. So we were able to baptize about 40 40 people close to wow, the Wow, great. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's not just about discernment. It's about, yeah. man... Show people you care.
0: Yeah. So you changed the name. Did you feel like making that name change helped you, con- the, the community con- to connect with you better?
1: I think it helped. I think it, 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 it helped because, because even Talk and Die, you know, some of our young people, um, they they they're so excited about it. Like I remember the day that we were doing the name change, and I asked my 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 uh, young person there. I can see him right now. I said, "If you tell your friends where you go in um, to worship the Lord uh, on Sabbath, what would you say?" He said, "I'm going to the BTC." Berean Transformation Center. <laughs> it's also cool too. You yeah. know? And so so that so it fits in. Um fits into that vision where we are an inclusive, vibrant body of believers who are actively engaged in life transforming ministry. We keep that before the people. That's who we are as Seven Adventists. Yes, I do, Sister White. We will not fear.
0: The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. Oh, I'll never forget it.